Hello and welcome to this edition of the Village Chestnut Tree. This is episode 23, and I'm your host Emmett Hoops. I'll be with you for the next 10 to 15 minutes, depending on my loquacity. Today's topic is one that's had all of us who are involved in the Transgenic Chestnut Project waiting with great anticipation. The Open Comment Period. I'm outside in my front yard recording this, so if you hear some extraneous noise, it's not like I added it. It's <laughs> it's the dogs across the street, it's the dogs next door, it's the wind, it's the occasional airplane, it's the bird, it's the car. So, anyhow, it's just one of those beautiful days in August. Anyway, the United States Food and Drug Administration has announced that the open comment period for the transgenic American chestnut, as developed by a team led by Drs. William Powell and Charles Maynard of the State University of New York School of Environmental Science and Forestry. Their partnership with private individuals paved the way to success. Herb and Jane Darling and Stan and Arlene Wersick visited the ESF school in 1988. I, I know, it's, to, to me it sounds like a couple of years ago, but uh, and recruited Drs. Charles Maynard and William Powell to develop a tree that was resistant to the chestnut blight. There was nothing like it at the time. This approach, proposed by Stan Wersick, would keep 100% of the American chestnut genes while adding a gene that would protect the trees from the blight. While nothing like this had been done before, doctors Maynard and Powell signed on to this innovative approach, and they established the American Chestnut Research and Restoration Project as the institutional framework within ESF for the long-term work ahead. The open comment period can be considered a border crossing in the long road to restoration of this glorious species, Castania dentata, bringing back an agricultural mainstay of the American countryside and a food source for the denizens of the forest. But, but <clears throat> before I get into how you can be a part of the process, like a, I mean a real part of bringing the chestnut back to our world and our children's world, I want to share with you six historic moments that brought us to this point, this border crossing. So here are six research breakthroughs. The first came 19 years ago, in 2001. While the tissue culture and transformation methods were still under development in Dr. Maynard's lab, Dr. Powell's lab first tested the oxalate oxidus in hybrid poplar and showed that it could enhance resistance to a fungal pathogen. That was 2001. Then, in 2005, Linda Pollan McGuigan published one, the first American chestnut transformation uh, paper that she published on the first American chestnut. I mean, that was, she wrote a paper, getting the protective gene into the American chestnut DNA. And in 2007, the first oxalate oxidase tests were performed on transgenic American chestnut callus culture, which is a growing mass of cells. And Kathleen Beyer uh, 
develop the highlight early flowering method so that we could cross our events with mother trees within one year of development. And then, coming closer to the present, in 2014, the first transgenic American chestnut showed some level of enhanced blight tolerance, and that was reported. And this was the Darling 4, which showed intermediate resistance, more than wild-type American, but less than Chinese. Um, you know, that Chinese chestnut there was, at that point, still the gold standard for resistance. And in 2015, it was announced that our more advanced Darling 54 transgenic tree had more blight resistance than the Chinese chestnut and was the long-awaited world's first blight-resistant American chestnut tree. There should be a sound of applause out there. <laughs> and here we are at this border crossing. And you can help us. First, you can join the American Chestnut Foundation and donate separately to support the transgenic effort. Go to acf.org and become a basic member. That will automatically make you a member of your state's chapter. And if you're not in a state with a chapter, or if you're in another country, for example, you can specify where you want the chapter portion of your donation to go. If you want to support the transgenic effort directly, go to esf.edu slash chestnut and click on Donate. Note that this will not make you a member of the Foundation, but it will help tremendously and directly. Bear in mind that no matter where you send your donations, you will not get an, a transgenic American chestnut because they're not available anywhere at any price. In fact, the ones we are growing must have nets placed around every calyx, that is, around every seed pod. We cannot allow pollen to escape, not until we have approval, and that approval starts with the successful conclusion of the open discussion or public comment period. Now, if all goes according to plan, I will be able to revise what I just said you will be able to obtain a blight-resistant, non-hybrid American chestnut that will be the glory of your neighborhood and the beginning of the restoration of our forests. So, how can you participate? Well, when we have the URL for the public comment period, which should be within a week, that is, by August 20th, I would, I, I'm hoping, I will share that with you in a special podcast. It will also be sent out in an email to all members of the New York chapter of the American Chestnut Foundation. You don't have to be verbose, nor do you have to be eloquent. You needn't be terse nor afraid to say what you think. Obviously, I hope you will support the approval of the transgenic chestnut. And Here are some ideas. Um, think about, um, and, and just choose one that's important to you. Carbon sequestering to combat global warming. Nut production for humans and wildlife. A decreased use of chemicals for treating wood for rot because the American chestnut is very rot resistant. Um, the American chestnut produces a, wo a wood that's easy to work with. It grows fast. It would be a valuable tree for lumber production. 
uh, deregulation of this transgenic uh, transgenic chestnut would stimulate the possible use of transgenics to protect or restore some other endangered tree species, such as the American elm or the white ash. Restoring the American chestnut brings back into the you know bringing them back into the forest would increase the aesthetic beauty of our countryside. It would bring back the majestic redwood of the east. Not only were they a giant of the forest, but the beauty of that massive display of white catkins when flowering has been missed by a whole generation of people. Untold insects like bees. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a whole hillside buzzing with honeybees. A whole hillside of snowy white catkins. I mean, we will have it back. We will see it again. And your help is needed. If you write a draft now, you can have it ready to send on the day the public comment period opens. Get that started. I, I will let you know the URL as soon as I get it. And, you know, we can do this. And yes, things are looking up. And you should be looking up too. Be like a tree and keep looking up. Chestnut tree, I loved him and he loved me. There I used to sit up on his knee. Beneath the spreading chestnut tree, there beneath the boughs we used to meet. All his kisses were so sweet. All the little birdies went tweet tweet. Beneath the spreading chestnut tree, I said I love you, and there ain't no ifs or buts. He said I love you, and the blacksmith shouted. Chestnut tree, there he said he'd marry me. Now you ought to see our family. Beneath the 
Little birdies went sweet, sweet. This is the 